Hey, Marshall. Hey, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because it's a really, it's a really messed up one. Call me Sally. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about Lost. Well, that's good because uh, even when they're really depressing, that's what we do here on Jungle Mystery. We talk about Lost, no matter how bad it hurts. fight through the pain yeah and this week we are talking about season one episode 20 do no harm do no harm so pretty much the second i said the title last week you were like oh it's jack (laughs) and you were yeah that was a that was a gimme yeah and boy what a weird what a weird series of flashbacks to have in this episode this episode was like a fever dream except they're not weird at all they're just really (laughs) fucked up when you think about in the context Yes. With everything in this episode. Yeah, the juxtaposition, like I said, it, it, this episode felt like a fever dream. Jack- Not that the rest of Lost doesn't feel like a fever dream, <laughs> but this one specifically, just the stark difference between what was going on mm-hmm. in the two was Except like, it ugh, God. maybe it wasn't all that different, am I right? No, I mean, you're correct, but <laughs> Jack the tone was a go. little different. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's dive right in. We'll talk about these flashbacks first. Just like Boone couldn't let go of his leg. (laughs) Well. (laughs) We have... Jack is getting married. Yeah, this is unexpected. Yeah. So, I I thought it was funny that, like, of course, because it's lost in the first sequence, they kind of pull one over on you for a second, where you you don't immediately realize that the friend he's talking to is just the best man and he's the groom, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, you can still back out. And then he's (laughs) like, oh, it's just a speech. You can still back out, though. And yeah, I was like, of course. Of course they had to do that. (laughs) Yep. And that the guy, his best man, is his childhood friend, something Silverman. Mark Silverman? I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah. Silverman. I, I remember Silverman. I don't remember his first name. The guy that he got beat up for. <laughs> yes. So that's cool. And then on the next flashback sequence, Jack's wife, or almost wife, Sarah, gives a speech. And also, do you recognize Sarah? I mean, I do. I know she's in Modern Family. I've never actually yeah, watched that that's show. Why, but that's yeah. where I know her from. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey. This was, like, way before her modern family career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen her in other stuff, too, in, like, minor roles, and she's one of the people that I'm always like, oh, she was on Lost. But ah, she's been on okay. a lot of stuff. So she gives a speech that is just full of red flags. Yeah. To essentially, you know, she was in a car accident two years ago, her back was broken, and Jack promised he would fix her, because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, she says, you're the most committed man I've ever known. Because you fixed me, I will dance at our wedding. To Jack, my hero. I'm Ugh. glad. I'm glad we did not have to toast each other at our wedding. Because <laughs> that was awkward AF. Well, I mean, it wasn't just that it was awkward. Like you, you realize how messed up this is, right? No, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a certain like. I know it's not the same as like the lawyer thing where you don't like lawyer client confidentiality or whatever. But there's so there's something skeezy about a doctor ending up with a patient yeah that especially it's not just like a patient where oh they had they had a staph infection and they gave him antibiotics or something it's like this huge deal where he saved her life yeah exactly yeah it's it's skeezy and it's he saved your life and yeah (sighs) you fell in love with him yeah so uh 
We'll see more <laughs> about their relationship. Yeah, we we have to because it, it didn't. I was I was almost expecting that whole thing to be resolved in the flashbacks, but it was not. Yeah, we'll see where it goes, and I can go ahead and tell you it ain't gonna be great. I was just about to say I'm gonna make a prediction. <laughs> well, yeah, that one I'm just gonna go ahead and give to you. It's not gonna be great. Yeah, but then you know our next our next flashback, we get them kind of flirting and being cute and whatever. They play heart and soul together on the piano. Do, do, do. Sarah tells Jack that you know she knows he hasn't written his vows yet. It's okay if he doesn't want to, but of course he's going to. And he's waiting for his dad to show up. So we get the sense that like this was probably a, a like fairly decent amount of time before what we've seen of him so far. Like. Maybe he still has a decent relationship with his dad. Obviously, like, a, a messed up relationship with his dad, but he wants him to be there, right? Yeah, I, I had a hard time kind of figuring out the timeline in these flashbacks. Yeah, I think probably we can assume at least a couple of years before, you know, the incident that, that led to right before getting yeah. on the plane. We see Christian finally shows up <laughs> as Jack is drunk by the pool trying to write his vows. Jack stole Sarah's vows to kind of cheat on <laughs> to try to write his and Christian's reading them and he's like yada yada okay these are cute I guess and Jack's like yeah those are not mine <laughs> but also they're not cute like the excerpt that he read it's like ew gross I would not want to say yeah, that in front of people that I know it's very like stereotypical my skin warms to your touch shit. Yeah. Like, what? Ew, stop. I quiver at the thought of you. <laughs> I don't think it had the word quiver <laughs> You reduce me to a puddle, Jack. Yeah, so they're gross and sappy. I liked the line when Christian says you're a doctor, not a writer. Yeah. That give you any uh, Star Trek vibes? No. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Have you seen, did you ever watch Star Trek, the original series? No, I've watched the most recent movies with uh, Bendy Dick... Cumberbund. Okay, well, never mind. So he, in typical Christian fashion, kind of leaves you feeling a lot worse than you did before. <laughs> he yeah. says, uh, if you love her, then why are you sitting out here? Jack is expressing his doubts. He says, what if I can't be the husband or the father that I want to be? What if I asked her because I saved her life? Should I marry her? Boy, oh boy, drunk thoughts the night before your wedding. Not good. Yep. And then Christian's response... <laughs> Which should tell you to just run the other direction. He says commitment is what makes you tick. The problem is yeah. you're not good at letting go. Boy. What a touching father-son moment. Yeah, I mean, that, it's, you know, because normally it's the other way where it's like, oh, they have a commitment issue where they can't commit. Mm -hmm. But this was not that. Yeah, Christian is essentially saying you're you're too, <laughs> you're too, too good committed. at committing. You're yeah. too good at committing. Yeah, you don't Which need to. Which doesn't sound like it would be a problem, but I guess it is. Uh, the more we get to learn about Jack, the more we see how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Commitment for the sake of commitment. And then our final flashback scene, Jack's vows? <laughs> yeah, this was like, what is happening? Which this for 75% of them, it sounds like he's about to break up with her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is how they're going to wrap this up? Jesus Christ, Jack. When she, like, sighs... At the end, when he says, like, he says, I didn't fix you, you fixed me, I love you, and I always will. I like the look of relief on her face, because I could imagine being the bride there and being like, where is this going? Where is this going? Where is this going? Yeah, also, I hate the phrase, you fixed me. Oh, it's horrible and full of red flags and a terrible, terrible mm. basis for a relationship. Yes, it's not. Uh, no one should, it should never be anyone's responsibility to fix the other person. Exactly. Exactly. But that's kind of all Jack knows how to do. He's a fixer. 
that's the thing that being committed is good to be a doctor because you don't want a doctor that gets halfway into the surgery is like eh, not feeling it you know (laughs) yeah but but i guess this it carries too much into his personal life yeah uh for sure and we see i mean He's so interesting as a doctor to me because I feel like what we've seen of him so far on the island is him not being such a great doctor, right? He's so manic and overly committed, right? Especially in this episode, what he almost does to Boone. But, and and again, we're we're going to see this more through flashbacks with him, but it's hinted at in Sarah's speech about, you know, how he how he fixed her or whatever, made it so she could walk again. Like, he is some kind of, like, wonderkind, like, you know, really, really good surgeon (laughs) off-island, making miracles happen and everything, and and we'll see more of that. But, like, yeah, on the island, it's like, damn, boy, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have any kind of, he's just like, like you said, manic. His his judgment is so off. No rhyme or reason to his actions. And, you know, I guess he's maybe... A better way to put it is that he's a really amazing surgeon and a pretty bad doctor. I can see, yeah, I can see that. Just in terms of, he's bad from like a, like a management standpoint. Like I, I imagine when he was in the hospital, like he, he definitely got a lot of input from his superiors in terms of, you know, trying to course correct. Yeah, and I mean, talking about how you need commitment to be a surgeon, I feel like it even fucks him up there too like he's he's too committed you have to be able to know when something is impossible as a doctor right you have to be able to recognize when you're doing more harm to your patient than good by continuing to try things yes yeah, it's, it's triage and risk risk management yeah. so we're seeing that that part he's maybe not so good at <laughs> um <laughs> he's not so good at stepping back and saying okay i've done all i can do he takes it personally if, yeah if it doesn't go exactly how he wants it to yeah so with all that being said, we'll dive in. I actually want to talk about Claire's stuff first, just okay. so we can end on a real depressing note. <laughs> Get the happy stuff out of the way. <laughs> so on the island, uh, we see we first see Claire kind of wandering around on the beach, looking just off, right? Mm-hmm. We hear Michael says the raft will be ready in a week or less, um, and then Claire kind of wanders out, and everybody's like, mm, you good? And she's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then she walks <laughs> no back. One, no one believes you. <laughs> she walks back off camera, but I love Sawyer's like, yeah, she likes me. <laughs> he like smirks at Michael. God. <laughs> I love Sawyer. We don't see anything of Claire again until much later in the episode when Kate is running back from the beach. She she falls and breaks all the bottles of alcohol that Jack told her to get. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. But turns out right place, right time, because she hears Claire struggling. At first, it sounded like a dog was whimpering. And I was like, what? Are they, they going to find the Vincent? dog? <laughs> was it Vincent? Yeah, Vincent? What's happened to Vincent? <laughs> and then it, it turned out to be Claire, but I was like, what? What? Mm-hmm. I feel for Claire so much in these scenes, obviously. You know, she's she's in denial. She's saying, you know, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not in labor. This is fine. Leave me alone. I'm fine. <laughs> and, you know, then she has a huge contraction and... She can't, Kate is saying, okay, let's get you to Jack, but she can't walk. So Kate just starts to yell. Help. And Jin hears them. Doesn't it seem like Kate was uncharacteristically useless in this part? Like, she's just like, help, help. Like, don't you know where to go? I mean, it's just, it was kind of weird for her to just be yelling help. Um, I don't know. I think that this probably 
would have been terrifying. Like, I think she was probably in her head like, I don't want to leave her even for a second, right? So if she had done that for a few minutes and nothing had happened, then she probably would have come to terms with the fact that she had to leave Claire to go find somebody. But Hmm. I don't really blame Kate for panic in this scenario. This is something she's never had to deal with. (laughs) Um. (laughs) No, I understand she's never had to deal with it, but she's also been in, like, gun battles. So, like, I I feel like there's a certain level of, uh, I I don't know, like, a threshold of, of panic that you become accustomed to. And it was just weird to see her just yelling for help, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I I think it was just instinct to stay with very vulnerable person, you know. She seems to not handle other people being hurt very well. Like, earlier, you know, when when Jack is telling her to go get the alcohol and she's just, like, frozen there staring at Deer in the headlights. Yeah. And we've seen her do things like that a couple of times, right? Like, when they found Charlie in the jungle hanging she she's the one who breaks down which is like totally reasonable but you know uh i think that her she she freezes in situations like this where it com- when it comes to protecting someone else she's great okay. at protecting herself but i think when it comes to trying to help someone else keep someone else safe she kind of freezes and doesn't know how to go about doing that um well, so i think that's pretty helps, in character she helps that farmer guy like yeah. in her very first episode, she saves his ass, and then she helps Jack in the cave. It just, it just seems a little incongruous. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Which is not a problem. I mean, it's you know, sometimes it takes a little while for them to nail something down. It also, sometimes feels stereotypical. Like they need a, a woman to be like shocked about what's happening and be like, oh, yeah, that's oh. fair too. They gotta have the which that kind of felt like what it was. The like, damsel. Oh, they just yeah. need yeah a damsel to be like of oh, the vapors. You know? <laughs> Well, luckily, Jin arrives pretty quickly. Yeah, luckily there's a man there to figure everything out. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just meant someone arrives. <laughs> Kate gives him the backpack with the alcohol and, sa- and tells him to go get Jack. And at this point, Jack is in the middle of doing the blood transfusion with Boone that we'll talk about later. Yeah, boy. But yeah, Jin arrives looking for Jack. Jack is not going anywhere. I liked this moment between Sun and Jin. Where Jin is trying to ask for help, and it kind of seems like he's trying to act like Sun isn't there, but she's translating for him. Yeah. And we kind of see how grating that is for him, I think. He's re- he's reluctantly relying on her to translate, but you can tell it's hard for him to, to do that. Yeah, it was definitely like a... This episode was just like one crisis after another on top of the other. Yeah. Like... One like every everything that like all conflicts that had been set up were like were were put into motion, you know, people were forced to face all of these things that had that had been a problem before all at the same time when yeah. all of this is happening. Yeah, I thought it was done really well because we see how hard he's trying to just act like she's not there. He's trying to communicate on his own, but yeah. obviously can't bridge the gap and she's just translating for him and he, you know. Is not happy about it. (laughs) But yeah, but he. We also kind of see him resign to the fact that, like, there are more important things going on right now. And so he kind of lets it happen. So it was still a good moment. Yeah, it was. uh, For him. We learn that Claire's contractions are two minutes apart. She can't move. So Jack tells Charlie that Kate is going to have to deliver the baby and he has to tell her exactly what to do and what to do after the baby comes out. And Charlie's like, yeah, but you're going to be there by then, right? And Jack says, nope, I'm not going anywhere. God. Boy, yeah, yeah. He was was like giving instructions to somebody to do an oil change. 
It's like, yeah. wow, wow, that's it? Boy, so, birth must not be that hard. I have some thoughts about this. Um, oh, yes, please. <laughs> first of all, disregarding what's going on with Claire, this is the point at which a doctor, knowing he's the only doctor on the island, should say, okay, I have two patients. Which one can I save? <laughs> right? He's like, bad at triage. Look at Boone for 30 bad. seconds and yes. realize you're not going to be able to save this kid's life. However, on the other hand, it you know, this this birth obviously ends up being pretty straightforward and uncomplicated. Almost too easy. I guess. I mean, it was not bad for TV birth standards. We don't know like how long she was really pushing or whatever, right? It wasn't just like one That's little her. push and then miraculously the baby's born, right? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like maybe they were there for a while, so that's fine. I'll give them that. And with all the adrenaline and everything, it probably would have been over pretty quickly. Really? Okay. But, like, had it not, had there been complications, there's not anything they could have done. Like, no. if there was anything wrong with the baby or anything, I mean, you know. It goes to your point earlier where he, I, I'm... Now, in retrospect, I'm understanding what you mean about like being too committed is where he he doesn't he doesn't know how to triage, yeah, which I guess to be fair, if you're working in like a giant hospital, someone else does that before it gets to you, but even then, like per patient, you have to uh, it's not called triage when it's just on one person, but yeah. it's like it's like risk management or, yeah, or yeah. whatever where you have to figure out what. Like when you're working in trauma, you have to figure out what is the most important thing to focus on. Right. And it definitely seems like he's not good at that. Based yeah, on, this, on Island, we're seeing that he's not good at that. Now, we, we haven't seen much of him as doctor before the Island. No. But, you know, and, and he's allowed to be shitty at that. Like, he's going through this trauma just like everyone else is, right? And he has the pressure of being the only doctor on the island. So yeah, I fair. get it. But also like, dude, you're being a shitty doctor. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I mean, you gotta, like you said, just look at Boone. He's got a collapsed lung. Yeah. He's got a compound fracture in his leg. He's got, he, I mean, they never address it, but he definitely has a concussion. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe you get somebody to give him palliative care and you go help the baby come out yeah so i think uh, obviously his logic is bad in this moment but to sort of kind of in his defense for a very straightforward birth which it was they didn't need him there and had there been complications there essentially would have been nothing that he could do especially if there was going to be any kind of surgery required that's going to be like nothing he would have had to do on the island so far that kind of major abdominal surgery um <laughs> like uh, if he had to do a c-section yeah. or something right that that in would a, not that just non-sterile environment that would have been impossible well it would have killed claire because that's how that went before yeah we understood germ theory yeah right so yeah i guess it, it could be defensible in that way but really this would have been the moment to realize how many things are happening right now, look at this man who is clearly going to die, and just let it, you know, acknowledge that you can't do anything else. Sure, it would have been great if they had <laughs> that plane full of heroin <laughs> at their disposal. Yeah. But, boy. you know, John dumped the body and then ran away, so that sucks. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The heroin actually would have helped. It would have helped a hell of a lot. You yeah. know, make him comfortable, give him a bunch of drugs, and... You just make him OD on heroin. Let it ha well, you don't have to use it to kill him, but just let him die painlessly. Anyway. Um, oh, 
what so just as a recap what is as someone who has gone through the birth of a child what is your assessment of this tv birth oh i mean like i said i think it's um i've seen worse ones <laughs> you did know it, like did the, any of the instructions mean anything to you like did that any of that make sense yeah I mean, yeah i okay. mean it, it was what he told charlie to do was correct so the the minutes and the 60 seconds and the pushing and all that was accurate yeah okay yeah you essentially i mean you you push and and i ended up having an unplanned c-section so i never actually did this but i took classes about it <laughs> yeah right i mean you did all the you did all yeah. the homework beforehand yeah, so the pushing would have been, you essentially push with the contractions, and it when it gets to the point of pushing, you know, the nurses can't really do anything, they just help you know when your contraction is starting and when it's the point at which you should push, and how hard to push, and whatever. So yeah, he told them correctly, and again, I, I do think he made a very bad choice in, in sticking with Boone instead of going with them. But yeah, in terms of, like, how the birth actually went... I feel like in a situation like this, it probably would have been a quick and dirty kind of situation. Right. I mean, when you're when your body's in so much stress and everything, it kind of escalates things, makes things go faster. Really? Yeah. I mean, there and and, huh. and there are people, there are stories like mine where you're in labor for two days and nothing's happening. But then there's also the people who you know their water breaks and then they can't even make it to the hospital. They've had the baby in 20 minutes. You know, you had the baby in the car on the way there. Like it's happened so quickly. It's completely different for everybody. That's um, fucking nuts. <laughs> so most TV shows, it's like, Oh, I'm having contractions. They kind of hurt. And then like 10 minutes later, they push like two times and baby's out. Yeah. For most, this definitely seemed like a more visceral approach. Yeah. For, for most people, especially with your first baby, the pushing stage, which is the most intense stage, you know, right at the end there, would usually be like an hour or more. Oh, God. Of pushing every every minute or two minutes. Which Ugh. nobody wants to watch that. That's horrifying. It's horrifying to think about how horrible It'd labor is. be a whole is. episode of, lo- of so, Lost. Well, even labor just... Labor episode. Even just to have, like, a montage, like, showing how long it really takes is just, like, horrible to think about. So I feel like TV shows kind of gloss over it. Because <laughs> it's hard to fathom somebody having to do something like that for hours, so they make it seem like it takes minutes instead. Yeah. But again, I think we see her pushing, and then we go, we have some other scenes before we come back. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe she was doing it for a while. Yeah, and she was definitely selling it. I mean, she was, she looked like it was bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she looked like she was in pain, so. The I only mean, thing I, I'll say that seemed a little bit inaccurate was when her contractions first start, she's she's not talking very much, but she's talking through them, which is totally not possible. Gotcha. Um, when she, especially because when Jen runs back, he says they're two minutes apart, like, when you're having a real contraction, you, your body, like, shuts down. <laughs> she would so, have like, just been, the... like, making animal noises on the ground. <laughs> oh, God. She wouldn't have been able to say things like, no, I can't walk, I can't walk. Right, like, she would have just not been able to talk at all, but. Um... And what about when, when, like, all of a sudden she's like, oh, they, they stopped, it's over now. Was that just, like, her just, like, well, that was just her being in denial. She did not. She was right. not wanting to have this baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that can happen in labor. You can go, you know, you can randomly have a stretch of however long where it seems like it's over and then it starts again, you know? So she was just like, oh, they've been coming every, you know, four minutes. 
but oh, it's been five minutes and I haven't had one, so we're good, guys. Let's go home, right? And it's like, no, oh, actually, <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, honey. And I love every moment when she does something like that, and Kate is like, Claire, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no, <laughs> let's just uh, sit down. And I-, I love how in these scenes, like how Kate, you know, is just as scared as Claire is. You know, like she's just like, holy shit, she's. She's taking on this responsibility with Claire, and I love the sentiment later on that, like, you know, this baby is all of ours. We're all in this with you. That's just nice <laughs> to me. <laughs> okay, I was curious, because when she said, this baby is all of ours, I was like, oh, it's like a cult. Like, <laughs> this is the the group baby. No. <laughs> we all did this. <laughs> no. Okay. It's, they're it was they're all in this together. There is no okay. way in hell Claire is going to be expected to take care of this baby by herself, right? Like, right, right, right. They have kind of been forced to become this sort of family, and I feel like the introduction of a baby kind of solidifies that, like something so helpless that is going to require everybody working together. They're not going to make this poor twenty-something <laughs> deal with this baby on her own once it's out, right? Like, no. They're, right. They're they're all there together and um Kate is kind of I feel like binding herself to Claire in this moment and saying like I, you know, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to help you through this and I'm going to help you with the baby. And I love love it. Love it all. Okay. Charlie shows up. At this point, you know, Kate's trying to keep Claire calm. Charlie then shows up and says Jack is not going to make it and then he said Kate has to deliver it. And Kate's like, "Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no thanks." <laughs> And so she's trying again to say, let's try to bring Claire to Jack. And Charlie says, no, that's not going to work. You know, he just said, here's how we have to do it. Jack, Jack is, is is acting as a gas pump for <laughs> yeah. another human at the moment. I loved when Charlie is at the caves talking to Jack and he's like panicking and going through a list of things he needs. He's like, oh, the dilating thing. How do I, how do I check that? <laughs> yeah. And Jack is yeah. like, no, don't. <laughs> Don't. That's a great way to fuck things up. Yeah, let, let me get a peek down there. See how it's coming along. <laughs> God, the thought of them trying to do that on this island, not in a sterile environment. Like, no. Yeah, like, like, do they have, like, a ruler or something? Like, how would you... You just hold a couple fingers up, and it's like, well, I, I know my fingers are four inches Yeah, long. yeah, that's how they do it. In, they just use their fingers. But don't stick your fingers in there <laughs> unless you... No, I'm saying to me- to measure dilation. Yes, you just do it with your fingers. But then how does that... They don't have, like, a set of calipers or something? No, they just know what to feel for. Like, you know, how many fingers, essentially. And then you... <laughs> yeah, like, that... No, that is legit how it's done. They don't have to, like, look in there. Like, a, a, a nurse knows, you know, how but, uh, dilated it feels. But I thought it was a visual thing. Like, you could hold a, a template up to it and be like, oh, it's a, it's a two and a half centimeters or something. No. No. Okay. <laughs> They're not like prying I, your body open to look in there. No, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> saying prying. I'm saying like they have a template, like it, <laughs> like it's like a template you hold up. No, like if it's, you're, it's generally you're, you're just... comparing like threads on a on a on a bolt, and you look at it, and it's like I oh, really look. hope we're not losing people right now by talking about this. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think if they stuck with us this long, this is part <laughs> for the fucking course. No, it is not inside the vagina. Wait, okay. Here we're going to clarify something. I thought dilation was as exterior, exteriorly no, apparent. No, oh, that's the cerv- It's how open your cervix is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what? I fucking learned something today. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh when Charlie said that because it would be so, so... That would be very bad. Horrible. The the bacteria. <laughs> anyway. That would... Okay, you know what? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. My eyes are opened, just like her cervix was. <laughs> but usually a nurse will just come in periodically and do a quick exam to say, oh, now you're, you know, X amount of centimeters. And once you get to 10... That is generally, that that's the big difference here, I guess, is like, usually they'll tell you when you're dilated enough and they'll say, okay, now it's safe to start pushing. But for the most part, like, the mother supposedly, again, I didn't get to experience this part, but you just kind of know, like, when your body is ready, when you're there. So they wouldn't have had to do exams like that to know for sure, but they usually do it in a hospital setting just to cover their bases. I imagine it feels like the Hulk is trying to shuck you. (laughs) Yeah. But there are times where that can cause complications. Like for me, it got to the point where baby was trying to come out, but I actually wasn't dilated enough yet, which is when they decided to pull the plug and do a C-section instead. Yeah. Because then their, the baby would have been injured. So yeah, like again, if something like that had happened, that sucks. (laughs) I don't know what they would have done in that situation. And that's, that's why, I mean, we're, it's funny because, Thanks to science, we have lowered our infant mortality rates, but that's why people used to have seven kids, because five of them wouldn't make it, you know what I mean? Because infant yeah. mortality rate for humans was so bad. Yeah. Because we, being upright, it kind of it kind of messes with the whole mammalian birth <laughs> Yeah. Route. Oh, it's a horrible, horribly, uh... It's a bad, uh... Bad, a bad, bad setup. setup for making babies, yeah. Bad setup! Really, yeah. really bad. Anyway, whoo, boy, back to the show. Man, I, you know what? I did not expect to get a biology lesson today, but you know what? <laughs> thank you for, thank you for educating me. Yep, <laughs> you're welcome. Boy. Uh, I didn't expect to have to give one, so I was a little flustered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know what you thought about this moment. Uh, Jen is trying to comfort Claire, and she says, what if they did something to the baby? Just, you know, it, in her in her perspective, it's just panicking her being not ready for the baby to come right but she says what if they did something to the baby did you have any thoughts about that it just made me think about when she had all those you know dreams or visions or whatever they were about the needle and uh yeah so it's like okay it definitely makes sense that you're i mean you're making that connection because you did experience that even if you don't remember it right because that happened before her abduction yeah and she doesn't remember she wouldn't remember it yeah so she doesn't remember anything but she knows because she's been told that she was taken and you know was gone for a week or whatever so i also think i mean obviously it's amnesia but uh, there's still like trauma still like etches that kind of stuff in your head yeah exactly exactly she she knows that something happened to her and that she was taken and that it was probably something to do with the baby yeah so that that was interesting and i am you know obviously we're not out of the woods yet with this baby right right it's got a long way to go before it's uh gets its social security number (laughs) yeah we don't know what kind of fucked up stuff is going to come out with this baby so kate is now telling claire to push claire tries to refuse to push she's holding her breath and and just trying to fight it and kate is like no 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 Come on. <laughs> Claire breaks my heart in this moment. She says he's it's not going to want me. It knows that I didn't want it. I was going to give it away. Babies know that kind of stuff. And then this is the moment where Claire says, do you want it now? Do you want it to be healthy and safe? And the baby knows that too. And this baby is all of ours. And of course I'm crying. You know me. Yeah, yeah. That's 
And then we have a cute moment with Charlie and Jen where the pushing is escalating and <laughs> Charlie gets up to run over and Jen just like, puts no, his hand no, on no, him no, and no, is no. like, no, no, no. <laughs> you wanna you don't wanna sit this one out, buddy. Yeah. Ride the bench. <laughs> oh man. You're not gonna help. And then the baby comes and it's a boy and he's healthy and Charlie and Jen hug each other and it's so cute. It was funny when Charlie and Jen hugged each other. We were like, y'all didn't do anything. Where are you celebrating? happy. I know, but they were like, yeah, we did it. It's like, you didn't do fucking anything. You just sat there and watched her go through a a traumatic experience. (laughs) I don't know. It was funny. I thought it was cute. Yeah, and it's like, I don't, it was weird. Like, it looks like they got like a really tiny baby and they covered it in slime and, and did the thing. And like it, like, like normally in some TV shows, it's like, it's a, it's like a fake baby. You can tell it's a fake baby. But this one was like, they took a real, like they went and borrowed a newborn <laughs> from the NICU and they, they covered it in gelatin and handed it to her. It was weird. Yeah. It was a rough looking baby too. Jesus. What do you mean? It was rough looking. It was a baby. It looked like a a a kappa. The it looked like a we both looked at each other and were like, "Oh, it looks like that Japanese water demon." You are horrible. That kidnaps children. It looks like You a know newborns kappa. are not cute, right? No, but this one was especially okay. uncute. Well, saying I was this like, "Damn." As a it, it as rem- a loving mother who, you know, because of my hormones, I thought my newborn was cute. Newborns are not cute. <laughs> No, they're not. They yeah. super are not. It reminded me of uh, of seeing newborn baby gibbons at the zoo. <laughs> well, um, anyway, I thought it was about as cute as a newborn could be. That's fair. Hey, you know what? That's why you're a parent. And I'm not. <laughs> and then uh, we see the next morning, Claire brings baby back to the beach, and everybody crowds around her and looks. And everybody looks so happy, and even like... Everybody has hard eyes, even Sawyer. Like that was a very nice moment. It's I like so that. sweet. Ugh. It was like a unifying moment. Everyone is like, no one's like giving each other bullshit. Everyone is is just focused on one thing. Yeah. Is it? You probably don't want to put the baby in the sun, right? That bad sun bad for baby, right? I mean, it's not great. <laughs> okay. But just wondering. You know, like, like a couple minutes at a time. Like it's certainly not bad. Okay. If she had stood there for like an hour, that would have been great. <laughs> you don't want to give the baby suntan. But like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, our our son was uh, a little bit jaundiced. So one of the things they suggested was to like stand by the window in the sunlight for a little bit each day to hmm. give him some vitamin D. Cool. So sunlight good, just very small amounts. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the happy stuff. Time for the uh, not happy stuff. Oh, yeah. First real impactful character death. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the episode uh, opens with, I I kind of like the flurry of activity in this first scene, like setting up their OR, right? Yeah. Jack is kind of shouting instructions at everyone. (laughs) He says, Hurley, I swear to God, if you faint. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) So we see that Sun, Hurley, and Kate are the ones that are um, helping Jack with Boone. And he has told everybody what he wants them to do. He tells Kate to go to the beach to take, yeah, take all of Sawyer's alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And then, but she's just standing there staring at Boone. And his lung collapses and Jack takes care of that in just a horrific fashion. I was wondering if that works. Because I see that, you see that a lot. I mean, I know that like, it's because you get like, 
air pressure outside of the lung. And I guess that that, that makes sense. Like you want to remove air outside of the lung that's in like yeah. diaphragm. Now the what what was fucked up about it is that he punctured it and then took a hot minute, I feel like, cuz he's like, "Okay, we got to intubate him." I feel like you would have that needs to be like immediate. I don't know. It seemed really yeah. messed up even just a few seconds where <laughs> he was just open like that. But yeah, everyone's uh Everyone's horrified, and and Jack is like, Kate, go! (laughs) And she's like, oh, right, fuck. (laughs) And Jack says to Boone, I'm gonna save you. So, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Buckle in, everybody. Jack's gonna save Boone. As soon as as he said that, we both looked at each other. We were like, okay, well, Boone's gonna die. Oh, yeah? Was that the moment? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) As soon as he clarified it, we're like, well. Yeah. Jack tells Son that Boone is gonna need a blood transfusion, and she's like... You can't be serious. And he's just like, listen, we're going to have to figure it out. (laughs) And he says he's got to set the leg first and then they're going to have to try to figure that out. And uh, he's he's getting ready. He's like washing his hands and everything. And Charlie is just hounding Jack with questions. Yeah. Charlie's like such an annoying little... I feel like he does this so much. He's just like, well, well, why can't you do this and that? And is he going to be okay? And Jack is like, shut up! (laughs) So I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for like... This first, these first couple scenes, how he's acting, right? Everybody needs to just kind of shut up and follow his directions, and they're not doing that. Just like Kay says later, too many cooks. Yeah, I kind of like this moment. I love Sun in this episode, first Oh, of yeah, all. she was great. Sun, this is the first time we really see Sun being a badass, I feel like. So Sun is like, hey, we need to give this to Boone, and Jack... Just kind of showing some disdain, I feel like, for her and her... He's like, this isn't a time for one of your herbal remedies, right? Like, yeah, kind of seeing how he does not take her seriously. But she's holding a stick to give Boone to bite on. And she's like, well, I think he might need this. And it's like, damn, listen to her, man. Yeah. <laughs> listen yeah, to the woman, it's like, fuck. It's like, yeah, she's into herbal medicine, but she also understands when yeah. stuff is more And the real. fact that it's like something that he didn't think about, right? Like, he's so in action mode that he's not considering how to make this easier on Boone at all, right? He was just going to go for it and set the leg without any kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like it's like Civil War medicine. Yeah. So Jack says they need to find out Boone's blood type. He's A negative, which, same. Hmm. And Jack is working on trying to find a vein <laughs> with a bamboo shoot. And we just, like, it, it. it's so insane to me that he does a blood transfusion. Like, I, yeah. I get it. Uh, it's very weird. <laughs> I, I like, there was so much medical stuff going on that I, I didn't really bother trying to figure out how much of it was accurate. It was just all, it was just so much. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, the root of his anger in this episode is that his logic is telling him Boone is losing an insane amount of blood. He needs a blood transfusion. And the reason he's so angry with Locke is because he didn't realize... That the leg was crushed, so he didn't know that the blood was just going to pool in the leg, because he didn't, he wasn't told what actually happened to the leg. Yeah, yeah, compartment syndrome is really bad. Yeah, so that's, that's why, you know, that all escalated. So, had that not been the case, I guess maybe it would have actually helped. (laughs) But we see that it did not. Oh, and by the way, in the midst of all this, Saeed is taking Shannon on a romantic picnic. <laughs> yeah, again, this is like everything is culminating. Yeah, yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> yikes, yikes, yikes. I like this moment with Charlie. He comes back and says he couldn't find anybody with a negative blood type. And Jack's like, you only asked four people. And he says, no, man, I asked everybody. Nobody knows their blood type. That's me. I don't know mine. I only know because I had a baby. Uh, yeah, that makes so sense. They, 
yeah, told me. But Sun comes back to Jack with a, a spine from a sea urchin to use yeah. as a needle. Is that like, are they hollow? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just That's go just with like, it. It seems cool. <laughs> it's very specific. I mean, it's like, it's so specific. I want to believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, w- it was like, it, it was like, are you going to wash that? or anything <laughs> it's like he rips it right off of the sea urchin and then sticks it uh, in his arm yeah it's like you don't you, oh man like maybe heat it over a flame i was like you're gonna get everyone here is gonna get hepatitis b <laughs> i didn't even oh, think man. about that you're right he does just like jam it right in he's just like oh here we go yeah this thing that's like sits on the bottom of the ocean and eats garbage (laughs) one of its long prickly things and stab it in my arm but again it was so specific i was like this is cool you know he he like trims the tube off yeah he sticks it in there this whole thing you know it is very cool we're getting confirmation from our spouses that yes the needle they are hollow they are hollow (laughs) hollow. of course jack is o negative blood type because of course he is. Yep, he's hero man. He's hero man. Also, he also plays piano. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's hero boy. Plays piano. Oh, was shit. he rock climb? Was the other shitty? Uh, I don't know. Oh, he did flying lessons for a little bit. So yeah, he knows flying about lessons. <laughs> oh man, he's a. Hey, you know what he is? You know what he is? What is he? He is a jack of all trades. Oh shit! Wait, I made that joke already. <laughs> no, you haven't. In like the pilot. How dare? No, how dare you? <laughs> Uh, okay well you know what thanks for taking the win out of myself there <laughs> sorry how dare you oh man <sighs> then Dead. we get boone talking a little bit boone says it fell on me the plane i was in the plane and jack's face jack says lock said you fell from a cliff mm-hmm. uh boone said no it fell the plane fell it's because of the hatch we found a hatch lock said not to tell about the hatch <laughs> Yeah, it's very much just like, oh, shit. okay, how can we make Locke look as bad as possible? It's all happening. <laughs> yep. As soon as he says Locke said not to tell and the look on Jack's face, yeah. uh, we get some some Jack face. I feel like this is the beginning of true Jack face this episode. Pretty pretty justified Jack the face. Completely at least unhinged. Oh, yeah. We then see Ka- Saeed and Shannon making out on the beach. Shannon, I feel like conveniently we see a lot of growth from her in this episode she tells saeed almost the entire truth about boone uh i think she wisely does not mention the fact they slept together i think she's dropped enough on him um <laughs> uh, yeah boy that'd be a real in this in this scene. to swallow but she tells the truth about how they're not actually related and that he's in love with her and that she has feelings for him too but that she's not she's definitely not in love with him and he says maybe we should go back and she says i don't want to go back which i feel like kind of a double meaning right yes she's she's ready to actually move on and become her own person but she needs to take it slow and he's okay with that no <laughs> <laughs> i guess i hate their i hate their interactions oh really <laughs> i don't like i don't like her at all and i like saeed a lot and i'm like don't waste your time on this floozy wow i don't like shannon and it's not like it's not a sexist thing either she's just not a good person. oh no she sucks yeah she sucks she sucks she thank sucks. you yeah but we we are going to see her starting in this episode, or well, really starting in the next episode. We're going to see her becoming her own character a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I just like Saeed a lot, and I just hate. It's just like I was just like, why don't you just just tell him like, oh, he's in love with me. I don't have those same feelings for him, but I do. I do like him inside me. Those are the feelings I keep. 
Jesus. I mean, do you think it was a bad thing that she told him? I think it was I just think it's, thing. like, disingenuous to not just go ahead and, like, say, like, hey, you know, we were fucking. Oh, I don't know. I think it was, I think it's, I think she told him enough. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't like them together, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fair. That's very, very fair. Jack has lost a lot of blood giving it to Boone. He looks really, really bad. Yeah, like, they never really said, he never really said, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook up to him for, like, 30 minutes. Like, was he just gonna go until he woke up? I don't know. Like, it's Jack like, holy shit, just... dude. <laughs> He's being very foolish. You need some of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> In fact, you need the majority. Yeah, of if it. you give him so much that you pass out, then who the hell is going to treat Boone? <laughs> yeah. Son is the one that has to tell him to stop, which, like, again, it's ridiculous. You're the doctor. I think we can assume he just was going to keep doing it until it seemed like things were changing, but then nothing yeah, was you changing. Can't, you can't, here's the but thing, you can't you can just do that in a hospital because yeah. you just have a fridge full of yeah, blood. You can't just keep doing it. <laughs> but yeah, Son tells him to stop. And then his next step is to find Michael, and <laughs> Hurley says, you're looking kind of goth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So then, things have escalated out of control. We realize Jack's plan is to amputate the leg by slamming the lid of this cargo compartment on it. That was very elaborate. What the hell, Jack? Oh, man. It, it, yeah. It was very, like... It got very medieval. Yeah. Like, because they're doing all this other modern medicine stuff, like a blood transfusion, and he stitches up his wounds, and he's, like, checking all these vital signs and stuff, and the next thing he's like, all right, we're gonna rig up a thing to to munch his leg off. Did you think they were gonna do it? Uh, yeah. You did? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting on it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the, that's the worst possible way he could have done it, like, the whole point when you amputate something is you don't want crush injuries because crush injuries is what got him there in the first place. Yeah. And this thing, no matter how sharp it looks when when Jack runs his thumb over it twice, like, oh, yes, sharp. Yeah. Like, it's not sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a whole thing. Also, like, when they do amputations, they even understood this in the Civil War, you have to leave enough meat to cover up the end of the bone yeah and that wouldn't have happened so yeah that that was like okay well we're totally unhinged we're off the deep end yeah so we're just gonna make Boone suffer as much as humanly possible before he shuffles off his mortal coil (laughs) he was making very quick decisions i feel like in his head he went through an inventory of like what sharp objects do we have at our disposal and i guess for of what they have this seemed like the best option I guess, just, he's like, we can't use the axe. Is that not just as bad? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, I feel like the axe would would be worse. Maybe. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know, maybe they could have gotten him one of the guns and just shot his leg off. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) No, no, not at all, I'm kidding. I know, I'm kidding too. (laughs) But anyway, uh, luckily, (laughs) it doesn't happen, but... Son, again, the only fucking voice of reason on this island right now, Yeah, tells him, you know, you're not helping him, you can't save him, you just can't. And then we get an old classic. Don't Don't tell me what I can't do. What did you think about that? I liked it. I was like, ooh, they're both, they're both just like becoming crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Different sides of the spectrum, but all both crazy. Yeah. Jack tells Michael that he doesn't have to stay. He's going to do this by himself. And Michael's like, okay, and gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, same. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, normally Michael is the first person to say, like, hey, this is a dumb idea. Like, hey, no, we're not going to do that. But Michael, I guess he saw the look in Jack's eyes. He's like, I'm going to let him. Yeah, Michael, I think, is just out. like, I'm staying out of this as much as I can. I'm going to go back to the raft. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Sun, you know, she glares at him and she walks away too. Like, he, he is alone in this if he's going to do it. And then he's about to fucking do it. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe he's about to actually do it. But then Boone stops him. And this interaction I love. So, you know, Jack says this is our best chance. And Boone says, is there a chance really? Uh, he says, look where we are. Jack says, I'm not going to let you give up. And then Boone says, I know you made a promise. I'm letting you off the hook. Which is something yep. we've heard before. Do you remember when we heard that before? Rose. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the same thing Rose said to him. Because Jack always be making promises. And then he asks Jack to let him go. And Jack finally does. And boy, oh boy, Boone dies right after we see the baby being born. Very, you know, uh, symbolic. Yeah, for sure. And then we see this, the scene of everyone coming back to the beach. This song that's introduced is called Life and Death. It is like the most beautiful song in Lost. Makes uh, me cry. This is every the time. closest I have ever come to crying at a Lost episode. Yeah. Was when Shannon was over Boone's body and she started to cry. I'm a very sympathetic crier. Oh yeah. Uh, and when she made the face, I could feel like it's it's honestly it's the same feeling as when you're about to throw up. Except <laughs> it, yeah. It, it manifests in different ways, and I felt that, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Same. Feelings. Same. I did not cry, but uh, it was close. The The moment of, of her, to, for me, I, I guess you don't feel the same way, but the moment of her um, kind of coming clean a little bit about Boone and then her mourning over his body at the end, that's the moment for me when I started to recognize that she could become a likable character on this show, simply because, like, she actually seems like a human character now. <laughs> not just, like, the, you know, the bitch, TM. <laughs> Designated bimbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. It, it definitely did give her more depth, yeah. I guess. But yeah, seeing her breakdown like, is hard. I don't like what she tries to do in the next episode, but we'll talk about that. Oh, really? Okay, we'll talk about it. She, she can't come after my boy like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we see everybody crowding around Claire to celebrate the baby, and then we see Jack having to go off on his own to meet Saeed and Shannon and break the news, and it sucks. And then at the end of the episode, Jack is crying on the beach and yep. Jack uh, uh Kate tries to talk to him about it and she says do you want to talk about it he says talk about what and she says Boone died and he goes he didn't die no, he, was he was murdered, murdered. <laughs> yeah Jack where are you going to find John Locke John Locke so I want to know how excited you were by this like final moment where Very. we're now going to have an explicit rivalry between Jack very excited oh my god yeah I, I do and the thing was when he as soon as he was like boone didn't die i knew exactly what the next lines yeah. were gonna be <laughs> he was murdered <laughs> he was murdered yep. and where are you going i was like i mouthed it out <laughs> I was watching it Don't i'm going john to find john locke and i was like fist pumping like, yes yeah. oh so good jack is just I need to keep count of how many times I say this word in this podcast, but he is so unhinged. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's so good. Interesting because he's he's like the 
the more manic side of unhinged, whereas Locke is the very focused side of unhinged. Yeah. They're both they're both going crazy. Yeah. But they're handling it in very different ways. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like Locke has a better handle on it, like he's just embracing it, whereas Jack is just kind of spiraling. Yeah. And they're both so self-righteous. Yes. <laughs> but yes. also in very different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's interesting cuz they're almost if you remove like the visuals and and like their names or whatever and you kind of describe them, it they would almost end up sounding the same. You could say they but are you... two sides of the same coin. Ooh. Ooh. Just like <laughs> the Republicans and the Democrats. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, or just like the, the what was it, Moncala? What was the game? Baccarat? Ba- backgammon? Backgammon. Okay. <laughs> just like the back, the backgammon tokens, black and white. But they're, yep. bo- but they're both on the same board. Oh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Deep as hell. <laughs> oh, man. That, Quality episode. That's do no harm. So... I guess I can't really ask you about what you think is going to happen in the next episode, because full disclosure, we watched two this week. Doubleheader, baby! <laughs> I will say, as soon as I saw the title for the episode, I was like, well, this is going to be about um, I didn't guess the flashbacks were going to be Right. That was a, a, a very pleasant surprise, because it had been too long since we got in a Citric episode. Yeah. But, uh, but obviously, you know, they were setting up they were going to interact with Locke, but I like how they tied it into backstory which i mean you say this episode was depressing but oh god yeah i don't know there <laughs> wasn't exactly the se- the next episode wasn't exactly a reprieve no for sure for sure not not this close to the finale yeah well we'll uh we'll get there when we get there so this episode let's see we talked about it very briefly do you think we're gonna is is there gonna be something weird with the baby I, that was a strange had, question, but you know what I mean. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be something weird yeah. about the baby. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that she just has a baby and then she just raises it and it, you know, grows up and go, goes to middle school. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's there's got to be something weird about this baby. Okay. The fact that it it was like there wasn't anything crazy complicated about the birth makes me even more suspicious about this baby. In what way? That it's going to be like Rosemary's baby. Okay. Or like uh, the omen. <laughs> okay. You know, like yeah. this baby's going to be a tool for somebody. Okay. So do you think you think there's something inherently about the baby or do you think that something was done to the baby to make it I don't you know, know whatever because, it's going because, to become. Because because there's no clear distinction between like physical and paraphysical on this island so like Mm -hmm. something could have been done to the baby like in some kind of wee woo way that we don't even understand yet right like yeah they have this black rock they have all the transmissions right people are seeing visions Locke is like having prophecies so something could have been done to the baby and nothing could have physically been done to the baby right yeah 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 so i have no idea which one it's going to be but something has been done to the baby on the island i will say that okay don't know by who, don't know how, something. All right. What else did we learn? The baby this? is Chekhov's gun. You the baby's so? smoking. <laughs> we are going to have our raft ready in a week or less. God. I'm excited about that. I just hope it doesn't kill any characters I like. <laughs> we'll see. 
This kill ramp is so dumb. <laughs> it's such a terrible idea. We'll see what happens. They could have built a real fucking Robinson Crusoe house up in there with all the effort they're spending on this stupid boat. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so excited for the raft. Maybe that's, I mean, we, we've we already kind of talked about Walt, but maybe that's his special, why he's special is because he can part the seas or something, you know. It's mm-hmm. like a, he's, like a, he's like a black Moses. Mm-hmm. He calms it all down and, and, you know, but that's not going to happen because the raft is a terrible idea. <laughs> like I said, I just so hope you it don't doesn't see take any... any of my favorite characters for me. Do you see any possibility of the raft being a success? Here's here's what I would give it. I think if if they don't immediately drown, then what's going to happen is they're going to get on the raft and they're going to leave and they're going to be like, yes, we're sailing. And then they are going to end up right back on the shore without understanding without even knowing that they turn around like they can't escape the okay. pull of the island okay. or it, it will manipulate the, the surroundings to bring them back so they're gonna sail off think everything is fine and you know because once you get out of the open ocean there are no landmarks because there's no land right right and so it's just gonna they're just gonna see an island and be like oh Awesome, look an island, and they're going to show back up, and they're going to see, like, the tail of the plane and be like, oh, shit, we're back. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, we'll see, as I always say. Yep, that's your catchphrase. (laughs) Or we'll learn more, or whatever. (laughs) Your catchphrase can be whatever you want to be. I don't remember what my catchphrase is. (laughs) It's your podcast. (laughs) We'll find out more next time. Yeah, there we go. Next week. This topic will be adjudicated in a future episode. (laughs) We should probably wrap this one up. Yep. Talk to us on social media, everybody. Please. I want to talk about Lost. You can talk to us on Twitter. That was really pathetic. <laughs> I was just I'm sorry. You, you can talk to us on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery or on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod or at our Gmail at Jungle of Mystery Pod at gmail.com. And uh, let us know if you think anything funky is going to happen with the baby. Or if you have faith in the raft, or if you think it's going to be a disaster. Funky. Yeah, let us know. In the meantime, I think Jack has certainly forgotten his lesson that if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Funky is certainly a way to put it. Has anything funky happened on the island? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Excellent.